0: Hello, my fellow MS warriors. I'm back. I'm exactly seven days from my last episode. I had to hold back because I was making too many episodes in a row. I like talking to you guys. I have my Dr. Pepper here, so I'm definitely going to burp. So you might want to get ready for that. I have, if you hear any strange sounds, my 3D printer is printing in the back. I'm making a monster for Halloween. So today, I want to talk about something that's totally different. Uh, not for me, but it's totally different for the world. I want to talk about MS and ability, not MS and disability. And I'm going to use my life to mirror it because I think my life has is a good case study. And... Uh, I'm just going to dive right in, and you guys can laugh at me all you want, but here we go. When I was a kid, I wasn't very smart. I would say if you put a rock and me right next to each other, the rock could pass a test before I could. Not that I wasn't a good kid, and not that I, I would play basketball, I would, you know, there were things I could do. But when it came to just intelligence, no. So I dropped out of high school pretty early and, you know, ran into a girl, got married, you know, all the silly stuff you do, and uh, joined the military and ended up with a head injury. Head injury kind of changed who I was, and uh, then I got MS somewhere in there. You know, it was in my medical record, didn't find it for 30, 30 years. And anyway, there goes the burp. Here is, here's the real kicker. My brain, if you look at an MRI of my brain, 35 years or 40 years after my MS started, you don't only see lesions; you see giant black holes. I would say a third of my brain doesn't exist anymore. It, it it's atrophied. It's what they call it. So there is a lot of damage, and that damage happened over the course of my working years when I was at work doing my job. Competing with... uh, Here's my son. That's my son on his thing, if you hear him. He's coming by. And now he doesn't notice I'm talking. There he goes. He turned it off. Yay! Anyway. So, uh, during my working years, the damage happened during my working years. Um, When I was competing with people at my jobs. I didn't have a degree. I didn't have a... I didn't have anything. But I became an engineer, sort of, and I competed with engineers that had degrees from big colleges to the point that I didn't even have to, when I went to interview for jobs, they'd already chosen me for the job. Literally, I would walk in in my jeans and my shirt with a pocket and pass guys in, in their suits and walk out with the job because I did my job well. I knew what I was doing. And not only just one aspect of engineering, pretty much everything that had to do with inside the door of a plant. When you walked into a production plant, any production plant, and you walked out the other side, I knew what I was doing. So let me explain to you why I'm, why I'm going over, over all this. I believe wholeheartedly that as your brain is becoming damaged, it has to rewrite pathways so you can function, right? So say you get a lesion in the part of your brain that helps you walk. Well, it has to rewrite a path around that, and that's why you get exhausted because your brain is working overtime trying to rewrite a path to allow you to walk. That's why you have gait problems. That's why you have... Well, just like any muscle, what happens when you build a muscle? You tear it down, you build it back up. Your brain is functioning and you're developing it. The disease itself is strengthening the parts of your brain that are still left. And those parts of your brain are allowing you to function at a different level than you could before and I I truly believe that that is the only reason I was able to do the things I was able to do because there's no way high school recs could have opened up any of the books that I opened up and absorb absorbed the information that I was able to absorb absorb and utilize it without any any early, without any, uh, how, do you, how do you put it, without any, uh, any help, without any, uh, without anything. I, I simply was able to open up the books, absorb the information, and be able to use it. I was able to fix equipment that other people spent years learning. I was, there were things I was able to do that other people simply couldn't do. And I believe that if you start looking at your life, you're going to find things that you can do that are, are very similar. Uh, maybe, not, maybe not on that scale. And, and I'm going to say that I was put in a very unique situation where I had to perform. I had seven kids, and we would starve if I did not do what I had to do. So I, I believe I was put in a very high-stress situation that I had to develop these skills no matter what. But I'm going to say that you're going to find situations that you can do things that other people can't. You can maybe multitask where other people can't. See, people people say that I can multitask. Normal people can't multitask. It is not something the human brain is capable of doing. They can't run more than one task at a time. People with MS, at least myself... I was able to, to actually run several different tasks effectively at one time. Uh, you're going to find there are things that you can do that other people can't. And I would be very interested if you would send me an email at thorshammerztp.com and tell me the things that you can do that other people can't. Because... There's going to be something in your life that's going to stand out that that you're able to do, something mentally that you're able to or even physically. There's going to be something physically. Like my left arm is just destroyed. It is a it's a bundle of muscles and that's all crinkled up and but its reflexes are crazy. You throw a ball at me, it'll catch a ball. I mean, I don't know why. I have no idea what the hell the problem is there, but it's got some crazy ass reflexes. And every once in a while, if I'm not paying attention to it, it can crush a glass just, just all of a sudden. just I, I don't know what the hell that's all about. But, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to find things in your life that I think are unique to you. And I would really like to see what that is. So, what I'm saying is, is as your brain gets damaged unique and it's unique to any other part of your body because like if you're if you're the muscle in your leg gets shot right it's going to heal and it's going to function but it doesn't have to rewrite around where it was shot to function it simply heals up and it works your brain on the other hand has to find new pathways to function it doesn't heal up like that you so your brain is not only finding new pathways, but it's opening up new areas of your brain to work. Think about that. Think about how amazing that is and what access you may be getting that other people will never get. I, I, know, I know you're saying, but it's a horrible disease. Yes, it is. It's a horrible disease. And yes, it, it is going to end up ending in not a very fun way. But, if you look at it in different terms, it is opening up different parts of your brain that may give you access to different, I wouldn't say abilities, because I, I don't necessarily believe in psychic abilities. I believe we're all connected, and I believe that there is a, an energy, a spiritual energy that connects us all. But as far as psychic abilities like moving you know moving cars with your mind I have a little problem with that I believe that if we're all together In a group The energy The energy that we all share You know could actually heal us But I think that's a whole different thing So And that's you know that's another subject That uh, I'll talk about later I, th- I think that uh, uh when it comes to quantum theory, the, the the quantum universe is so unique and dynamic that we have only touched on exactly what's what is really happening around us that uh, uh, we, we, we can't imagine how our reality is actually shaped. You know, we're sitting in this chair right now looking at the things around us, but we have no idea exactly how that is shaped. Is it our mind that's creating the reality for us, or is it the reality that is there, and we're only we're only here to serve a single purpose within that reality? Like the reality is creating us to serve a purpose. I mean, it's crazy. Did I ever tell you about my theory on? Uh, I think I did quantum immortality. I don't believe that I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. Those concepts are kind of, I can't see a loving God sending you to a pit to suffer for all eternity. I just, I don't get that. But what I do believe is that we will never die in the sense that. Every part of us will be reused everywhere. And even the spark of us that's consciousness is energy. Think about that, man. And energy never, never, never goes away. It just changes form. It just changes. So I, I truly believe that there's some form of quantum immortality out there. And now you got me talking on something else. But yeah, anyway, so think about what I talked about. And and, and and if you do run across something like that, please email me, because I'd like to look into it further. And, and that's the end of my podcast today. I don't I don't like taking a lot of your time. I just wanna I want to try to inspire you and make you know that that there's others of us out here, and I want to share my feelings with you. So have a great day. All right, bye.